This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. Live from NPR News in New York City, I'm Dua Hlisai Kowtow. This weekend, President Joe Biden returned to the state largely credited with propelling him to the Democratic nomination four years ago. South Carolina Public Radio's Mayan Schechter reports. President Biden told supporters to organize, mobilize and vote in the February 3rd primary. That's what 77-year-old teacher Vivian Hernandez said she plans to do. It's very important because you know the legacy of making sure women can vote and making sure black can vote. Biden's visit was as much an effort to energize black voters as it was to say thank you to the state that delivered him a win four years ago. 64-year-old preacher Clifton Blanchett of Arkansas said he doesn't buy headlines that Biden's black support is slipping. He's been the most positive president for us. So how could it slip? Blanchett says he plans to spread Biden's message from the pulpit and his podcast. For NPR News, I'm Mayan Schechter in Columbia, South Carolina. A day after he was handed an $83.3 million judgment in his federal defamation trial, former President Trump held a campaign event in Las Vegas. There, he praised House Speaker Mike Johnson for declaring the bipartisan Senate immigration bill dead on arrival in the Republican-controlled House. A lot of the senators are trying to say respectfully they're blaming it on me. I said, that's okay. Please blame it on me. Please. Because they were getting ready to pass a very bad bill. And I'll tell you what, a bad bill is I'd rather have no bill than a bad bill. Trump is leading his former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley in the polls. She visited South Carolina on Saturday, meeting supporters at a local high school. Haley criticized Trump, saying she's worried his court cases will mean he's not fighting for the American people. In Texas, officials have rejected demands from the Biden administration to grant access to federal agents in an area off the border in Eagle Pass, Texas. Texas Public Radio's Jared Clayton has more. The letter from Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton was sent to the president on Friday and defended Texas' right to secure its border. Paxton refuted the government's claim that federal agents deserve access to the area in Eagle Pass. This in spite of a U.S. Supreme Court ruling that said the federal government has a right to remove razor wire put in place by the state. Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott added that the federal government and the executive branch has broken a compact between the U.S. and states by not enforcing immigration laws. Texas has been blocking Border Patrol from a two-and-a-half-mile stretch of the border in Eagle Pass for the past two weeks and is currently adding more razor wire. I'm Jerry Clayton in San Antonio. The State Department has announced plans to allow the sale of some $23 billion worth of fighter jets to Turkey. This is NPR News. Amazon, Meta, Google, Microsoft, Salesforce, and other tech firms have laid off nearly 25,000 employees so far this year. NPR's Bobby Allen reports experts say cutting staff has become contagious in Silicon Valley. Tech executives are pointing to overhiring during the pandemic, but big tech workforces have returned to pre-pandemic levels. Interest rates are no longer near zero, but inflation has been cut in half from this time last year. Experts say what is likely driving this year's tech layoffs is a copycat phenomenon. Jeff Schulman is a professor at the University of Washington's Foster School of Business. They're getting away with it because everybody's doing it. 
and they're getting away with it because now it's the new normal. Workers are more comfortable with it. Stock investors are appreciating it. And so I think we'll see it continue for some time. Last year, the tech sector shed 260,000 jobs, the most since the dot-com bust in the late 1990s. Bobby Allen, NPR News. In Ukraine, Russian missiles and drones again hit targets in the Kharkiv and Zaporizhia regions. So far, no deaths have been reported from those areas. The country's air force said four out of eight drones were shot down, according to reporting by the Kiev Independent. Meanwhile, Ukraine's SBU Security Service says it is investigating five top officials in the defense ministry and an armed supplier for possible corruption totaling about $40 million. The defense officials allegedly signed a contract two years ago for 100,000 mortar shells, but apparently no arms were ever provided. You're listening to NPR News from New York. I'm Dwali Saikautau. 